FisherCast, a Six Feet Under retrospective. I am your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my Six Feet Undertakers. Moira. And Des. Welcome, guys, and uh, uh, we want to also welcome our uh, new funeral director stopping by all the way from Perth, Australia. What do you say, Missy? And say hello, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. We're very happy to have you on, and uh, you're going to be guesting with us for this episode and the next episode, so it should be exciting. I look at, I'm look i looking forward to hearing all the different things, all your different observations of this show as a as a fellow funeral director. And I'm looking forward... What was that? What? Oh, I see redundant. Oh. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing another cool accent. We had England, now we have Australia. And last week we had or yeah, last week we had Jacksonville. <laughs> also very cool. <laughs> and we 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 started out with Alabama, don't forget that. That is true. So. That is true. Birmingham, yep. So it's funny I was I noticed on the Facebook group uh people watching uh this episode, life's too short for the first time, and going, oh my gosh, I can't imagine the Darwin Award for this one. This, there's no way he's gonna come up with a Darwin Award. Guess what? Of course you did, because you're Robin. You're awesome. I came up with the Darwin Award, so let's get into that. Okay, so the Darwin Award for this uh, this episode is called Gun Safety Training. It's uh okay so this is in the year 2000 yeah, 2000 in uh Texas um don't worry I'm just going off on different tangents um I was kind of wondering why 2000 gets a musical interlude but okay <laughs> not a, never watched Conan huh Conan O'Brien yeah back in the day oh. he used to do a segment called in the year 2000 and it even did it after the year 2000 came and they talked about things that would happen in the future. <laughs> I like flying cars. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, the story. <clears throat> a Houston man earned a succinct lesson in gun safety when he played Russian roulette with a forty-five caliber semi-automatic pistol. <laughs> Rashad was visiting friends when he announced his intention to play the deadly game. He apparently did not realize that a semi-automatic pistol... Unlike a revolver, automatically inserts a cartridge into the firing chamber when the gun is cocked. His chances of winning a round of Russian roulette were zero, as he quickly discovered. So that's it for the Tarwin Awards. <laughs> they just get more and more morbid. People be dumb. <laughs> I don't even know why that's a game to start with. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, it is. It's a game for crazy people, I think. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, let's move on to our open casket viewing. Season 1, Episode 9, Life's Too Short. When Gabriel's six-year-old brother dies of a self-inflicted shotgun wound, Claire finds herself softening towards her ex-boyfriend. David hits the dance clubs with his new lover and discovers the joys of ecstasy. As does his mother, Ruth. Brenda comes up with a scheme to improve Nate's management abilities by taking a whirlwind tour of some rival funeral homes. Written by Christian Taylor and directed by Jeremy po- hmm, Podeswa? Podeswa, I think. I have a question. 
Sure. How was that a shotgun? It I was mean, not. It was not. Because it was, it was a, a small t- towel. Yeah. yeah. You know, it wasn't. And plus, a six-year-old, I don't think it shoot himself in the face too good with a shotgun. Cause I agree. And as I was reading this summary, I thought right away, no, 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 no. It was a handgun, not a shotgun. So Somebody made a mistake. Mm. And it wasn't Moira. It wasn't me. I'm just reading it from the DVD summary. They lied. Everybody, they lied. Okay. It's a shotgun. It's not a shotgun. It's a handgun. Okay. All right. So uh, the beginning of the episode, we meet. uh, We're back with Gabe again. um, And Gabe has his buddy Andy over, who is indeed going to be one of our favorite characters um, (laughs) of this entire series. Um, And uh, yeah, they smoke a little weed, kick the little brother out of the room. And go ahead. It's an anti-drug PSA. I swear to God, the whole beginning, (laughs) that is exactly what it was to me. An anti-drug PSA. And I saw it coming a mile away. (laughs) When I saw it open on Gabe, I just thought, oh my God, what? Is Gabe going to die? Because, you know, we all have discussed how in the opening, you know, sequences of this show now, we're getting antsy wondering how the death is going to happen. Yeah. No, they're not going to kill Gabe, are they? As soon as Uh, I saw the little brother, I knew what was going to happen. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, thankfully, I remembered this episode, so <laughs> I knew what was coming. <laughs> okay, so um, Nate, we go we go to Nate finding David in a pissy mood because Nate failed his license test again, and you know also because Rico's quit and he's he's very busy now. So and Scruff is gone. Aww. Let's mourn the scruff. Oh, so sad. It's traumatic to me. You know, I like, I, you know, Des, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I like the scruff. <laughs> I think we need a moment, do. maybe a moment here. Just a moment. We're getting a little bit glimpsed. We need a moment yes. for the scruff to pass. Yes. It's funny. A little kid shoots himself in this show and you guys are mourning scruff. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> If it wasn't like such an anti-drug PSA, it would probably be a little more touching, but you know. That's so predictable. Now, why did they shave? God damn it. Well, actually, I was in a horrible mood when I watched this, so I was like, God, why did I watch this episode right now? And the I... I tweeted, and Missy commented on it, I tweeted, what kind of moron leaves a gun wrapped in a towel under a bed when they have children in the house? <laughs> you I know mean, what? seriously. And I'm trying so hard not to be evil and say stupid Americans, stupid Americans, oh. but it's like, what is it with you and your guns? Okay, that's my rant. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. You have oh. a child in the house, you don't leave a towel, ra- you know, a gun wrapped in a towel under the and, bed. And loaded, hello, and if you yes. don't, five-year-olds know how to load a gun, you're a moron, because they all know. Yes. Anyway, yes. my anti-gun it's, rat. You know, you're going to have to live with that guilt forever, and you deserve it. And they keep calling it an accident. And I mean, in a sense, yes, of course, it's an accident, but completely preventable, right? Mm. And it really uh, irks me that Gabe felt responsible because the mother is responsible. I agree completely. It is not on Gabe. It's on Mommy. It's not right. because, you know, if he knew that gun was under there, he probably wouldn't have told the kid to go play in the mother's room. Absolutely. Yeah, you had yeah, no idea. It's very sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, there we rant went. over. There, I, I <laughs> got some emotion. Are you happy? Okay, I got worked up. Really it. <laughs> now, uh, now about the scruff being gone. Um, no. <laughs> Robin, listen. This is hard for us. We have to be a little bit more. I'm sorry. Less, less testosterone, a little more estrogen. Okay. Will do. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> Kurt's finishing up his dance class, and uh, Nate suggests that David should sleep with him and take his edge off. <laughs> Maybe that's what I need. Mm, mm. <laughs> you need to go square Can I dancing. just say, I haven't watched Crossroads yet, so I had no idea this Kurt guy was going to show up. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm like, what's with the square dancing and this Kurt guy? What's going on? Yeah. Right. <laughs> When's the last time you watched the series all the way through? Was it like when it originally aired? Uh, yeah, I watched it on TV. I didn't um, buy the first season until like two months ago. Oh. So uh-huh. I haven't seen any of the episodes since they originally aired over here. Oh, so you wow. kind of started You started it like in the second series or something? Um, no, no, I'm pretty sure I watched it from the beginning. Oh, okay, so... Wait. Okay, so you watched the whole thing all the way through two months ago? Yes. No, no, I watched... <laughs> no. I'm so confused. Robin, when uh, it aired. She watched the whole when, thing. When it aired. Okay, well, it, made it, it sounded like you saw the whole thing, but you only saw the first series two months ago. Or no. only rewatched the first I, series I two I months bought... ago. She only bought I mean, the first series two months ago. Yeah, I bought the first season two months ago. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Once again, is this an estrogen testosterone thing? Like, why? Why are you having trouble? Hey, I have testosterone hey. in my ears. Apparently, you know, you know what? <laughs> we have not had a male guest yet. That's true. You're right. We need a boy. Poor Robin. <laughs> He's always outnumbered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Putting a call out to the boys out there. We need a boy. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, Illyrio will be joining us for the last season, so at least I That's know true. then I won't be outnumbered. That's true. Um. Okay, so uh, we go to Ruth's bedroom, and she sees Ooh. Nate Senior in the uh, in the mirror. But it turns out it's Hiram sitting there. She gets kind of spooked, and Hiram is talking about how it's a two year anniversary of their first time camping, and they just he just wants to be uh, naked with her under uh, the stars again. Hiram, uh, Hiram needs to just take a chill pill. He is just yes. so pressure filled toward poor Ruth. Mm-hmm. And he needs to just relax a little. You know? Team Nikolai. Yes, <laughs> Team Nikolai. High five. Uh, I think Robin knows who I'm waiting for. Hmm. I I, I probably do. Uh, <laughs> oh, sure. A little teasy foreshadowing for us newbies. Mm. We're just moving on there. Mm. <laughs> uh, You're evil. Yes, he's evil. <laughs> All right, so uh, we go to... Uh, Gabe and Mrs. Demas being talked to by uh, Nate and David, and she doesn't want to see him in a box. She wants a closed casket, and uh, Gabe gives paperwork to Nate, and he's leaving. And then Claire comes down the stairs, and she's absolutely like, "What the heck is he doing here?" Um, but out- but she totally shows compassion toward him, yeah. right? She runs out the door and she follows him, and you know she does the the kind thing. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's... I loved her initial reaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like, what is that? Why is he in my house? Yeah. Um, so Nate says that David's being a little lazy because he's overworked, you know, because he just immediately came with the closed casket thing. And David, interestingly enough, uh, says something we kind of talked about a couple episodes ago. It's like, we don't always have to do what he thinks is the right thing. So I thought that was an interesting point. What did you guys think? 
We, we don't always have to do what who thinks is what the right Nate, thing. What Nate thinks is right. <laughs> yeah, uh, it echoes back to the last episode about the, the soldier, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Yep. Um, at the flower shop, there's a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, guys! Ever. <laughs> I love that. What kind of flowers oh. do we get, my cheating wife? <laughs> I, okay, so he says he wants to write in the card. Fuck you, cunt! And she says, Ruth says, I, I think it would be more personal if you wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, Ruth. I am just starting to love you more and more when I see scenes. <laughs> oh. uh, Ruth asks uh, Nikolai afterwards for the weekend off, and Nikolai... And Nikolai was very sweet about it. Mm-hmm. He didn't give... I mean, he didn't really give her any trouble about you know, going somewhere with Hiram, even though he knew that's what it was, and he joked about his car, that but then awesome. he said very sweetly, we will miss you. Yeah. He, yeah. I like him. I'm thinking I should have watched Crossroads, because... I, I guess maybe like Hiram and Ruth broke up in that episode. No, no. It was a bit of a sort of a disconnect or something. Nope. Why weren't they together? Decide who she wants. No, it's not so much a disconnect. It's more that she started to uh, envision herself a bit with Nikolai. It was more that. Yeah, she was in the last episode. She was, yeah, she was fantasizing hard. about right. Nikolai when she was with Hiram, and she was fantasizing about Hiram when she was with Nikolai. Right. So. Uh, uh, like the Nathaniel Hiram thing this episode. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I love I love Nikolai picking on Hiram's electric car. He's like, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a ding at Ed Baker Jr. in real life? Was what? I said, Is, was that a dig at Ed Bagley Jr. in real life? Oh, that's true. He is into the electric car stuff, isn't he? Yeah, he's a very green guy. Yeah. I know, I don't think it was an actual personal dig at him. Uh, I should hope not. That's kind of like a bad personal dig. Where... Yeah, but no, I think it's just a character. <laughs> like, how are you, you idiot? That's all I can think of, watching that scene. Yeah, you idiot, like, yeah. wanting to save the world. You're so white bread. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're at Brenda's apartment, and Nate's kicking off his boots and talking about his shitty day, and he's kind of regretting his decision to go into the business, and... He gets a surprise little massage from behind by <laughs> Billy. Oh, I read say I wish I love was... that. Oh yeah, I thought oh god, are those Brenda's hands? <laughs> I, yeah, I figured they were Billy's when I saw them. I was like, that's the man's hands. <laughs> oh me too. <laughs> and so, uh, I mean, what did you guys think about uh, the fact that Brenda's just getting out of the shower and Billy's all like, "I just got a shiatsu from my sister." Yeah. They're weird. Yeah. Uh I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> but my mother actually is a uh, Reiki master and one time she tried like doing a little Reiki on me and I was just like, This is just weird, I don't like this because I was just kinda <laughs> curious, I didn't know what Re- Reiki was all about. So she right. kinda put her hand over mine and was doing the little like an energy treatment thing. And mm-hmm. I was like, I just kind of like pulled my hand away. I was like, okay, that's enough. Uh, awkward. You yourself boundaries, mom. Boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> but she wasn't actually touching me. That's the Reiki thing. They kind of like hold their hands yeah. over you like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just think it's a little, I mean, I would never let my sister give me a shiatsu massage. It's just a little too intimate, isn't it, Robin? Yeah. Just yeah. 
Is a massage is a bit of an intimate was procedure. Mm. So, sorry, what was that? I was saying it, it is a little bit um, dodgy and disturbing. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, there's a lot about Brenda and, and Billy that's dodgy and disturbing. <laughs> hmm. It really is. So, um, uh, Billy and Brenda and Nate uh, start having a nice dinner together, and Nate's, you know, I think Nate's just like, all right, he's here in the picture. Um, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna try to be real with this guy, and not be annoyed that he's here. And so he starts talking about you know, what happened with uh, the little boy and stuff like that. And uh, Billy starts telling all these weird stories about child oh. death. Yeah, about sort of an anthropological um, <laughs> diatribe on, on the undertaking business. Yeah. I so, thought it was interesting. Inappropriate, but interesting. <laughs> yeah. I just want to make Nate... I was going to say inappropriate, but I love, I love that he had all that, like, knowledge on it. And, the, and Brenda and Nate are just like, hmm... But you know what what struck me about that conversation was I, I, I made a note to myself saying, it no longer feels to me like Nate is the outsider. Right. It felt more like Billy was the outsider trying to right. and wedge his way in between yeah, them. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, I like those little shots of Billy like kind of like looking at Brenda, looking at Nate, kind of like almost panicked, like the attention's off mm-hmm. him for a little bit. Yeah. Like, so that he's I, getting that away I from me. Yeah, the the dynamic has shifted somewhat, which I think is really kind of cool to watch in terms of the development of Nate and Brenda's um, relationship. Um, Without skipping ahead too much, I think that gets a payoff. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sort of flips out there. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, Brenda does say something interesting about how there's a name for like a person who's lost their husband or wife and a person who's lost <laughs> their parents, but a parent losing their child was too awful to have a name. I thought that was... I love that. that was That's so I love that line. so true. And when you see people yeah, who've been through it, it's, it's the worst. Mm-hmm. It is. There is nothing worse. Yeah. There's yeah. nobody you could lose that would be worse than your One child. patient said to me once that... Uh, you know, you're you're supposed to die, and you're never supposed to have to go through the sorrow of burying your child. Right. And it's true. It's horrible. Yeah. Meanwhile, at Club Ramrod, uh, David <laughs> meets. I assumed that was Club Ramrod I, as well. You know what? I, I want to go to there. That, Me is, too. that is so Let's Club Ramrod. <laughs> there were so many beefcakes dancing around in just underwear, and then guys no shirts and dancing around. It was a play. It was like a a small slice of heaven. It was a little pleasure dome for Des. It was. It was. It made me happy inside. There you go. There you go. And a little tingly. Oh. <laughs> so so has anybody here done ecstasy before? No. 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 Not me, Robin me, has me either, uh, but boy, uh, uh, <laughs> now I want to after seeing David's reaction. Uh, yeah, well, it does make you very sexual and very thirsty. Yes, yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> so David has starts having a great time, but we then get to see him the next day, and he's just sitting there during the intake. And he's just not focusing at all. He's completely out of it. He's beyond hungover. I don't even know what the word is for that. <laughs> I love that Nate keeps looking over at him like, maybe you want to jump in now. I, I can't do this by myself. It's true. It's like Nate's just winging and hoping David's going to take over, yeah. right? Yeah. It doesn't happen. <laughs> 
Um, then we go to the school where the cafeteria, the Gabe's, Gabe's buddy Andy is patting himself <laughs> on the back for being the one that hid the weed. And, uh, you know, look, lucky he was oh there. God, I want to punch that guy in the so bad. Such a douchebag. He's a complete prince, isn't he? Isn't Andy just the guy you want your daughter to date? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh. Um, and uh, Claire shows up asking him like where where Gabe is, and he's kind of weirded out. You know, it's, uh, Gabe hasn't been the same since his brother shot himself. And well, how weird is that? Um, and he gets all sorts of caustic with uh, Claire. Um, calling her all sorts of names, you know, and uh... but she has a great little comeback, doesn't she? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, but I'm having one small testicle, a peanut testicle, wasn't that it? <laughs> peanut testicle. I love it. <laughs> How's it going, peanut? <laughs> and I bet I, I bet Des saw this next setup a mile away when it started happening. David is. Uh, Taking the aspirin bottle. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he pulls the X out of his pocket. He's like, oh, there's an X still in my pocket. And uh, <laughs> and then Ruth shows up and he's like, oh, crap. And he kind of puts the puts it in the aspirin bottle because it, you know, it looks dumb. Yeah. That's so dumb. And as, as soon on. as I knew Ruth was going to be the one to take it. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like a yeah, shell game. Yeah, I'm wondering when that little, you know, when the E's going to show up again. It's like a shell game. I'm just waiting for it, waiting for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I knew it had to be her because she was so uptight. About oh, really? That you, you, you clued into that right away, right? I, I wasn't sure who was going to end up with it. <laughs> uh, a bit like Russian roulette. Who's going to get the bullet? Who's well, I get figured the- Claire has already done drugs, you know. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's okay. Ruth, this is something so far out of her wheelhouse that it would just, you know, <laughs> it had, had to be her. Yeah. Oh, well done, Daz. Yeah. Good. <laughs> um, and then we, we get a little quick scene with, with uh, Parker having a cigarette with Claire. And, and Parker warns Claire that, you know, this is not a good idea to get close with Gabe again. Um, and Brenda, we're, we're taking a little drive with Brenda and Nate around. And uh, Brenda proposes that they decide to... They 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 go scouting for funerals together just to get the sense of what uh you know other funeral directors how they do their thing. At what, first, what, I I did not like that. I thought, well, that's kind of wrong. But I really I, I think once they started doing it, I thought it was a great idea. Yeah, I, I did too. I thought in a way that's it's really an awesome way for Brenda to be supportive of Nate. Even though we can argue later about whether she takes it too far, but the the uh, concept of it, I think, was actually quite supportive. Right. Yeah, because whenever you're selling a product like that, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of times, not like that, but ever selling a product, you know, you shop the con- uh, the competition yeah, and everything, totally. and you know, it. This is a little different because you're, you know, it's specifically, you know, dealing with grief and everything, but still, you're you're buying a product from these people, so yeah. it's nice to know what you're. Uh, competitors are doing. Yeah, it's valid. I think so too. My note for that was um, Brenda's definition of fun is morbid and creepy. (laughs) 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 I think let's have a little bit of fun. I'm like, no, that's not fun. That's you know. I think the fun part for her may be, you know, uh, pulling it off. 
yeah. you know, just <laughs> oh yeah, she definitely Luna. had ulterior motives to that whole thing. <laughs> you know what I enjoyed about watching all of her her three different funeral shopping expeditions <laughs> is really how versatile an actress she is. <laughs> like seriously, I actually watched it thinking, man, I, that's really cool that she can pull off all those different personas mm. and do it so well. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go through those. Uh, the first one, um, <laughs> Nate is uh, definitely surprised at how easy the tears come for Brenda. <laughs> she talks about how her parents were killed in a freak helicopter accident. <laughs> 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 and then she just totally, like, freaks out. Oh, she's over the top, isn't yeah. she? Right. Yes. But it's so funny because <clears throat> they, the guy, the um, funeral guy, he goes straight for the, you know the cell and and she's just like oh we have nothing to learn here let's get out of here <laughs> I, I, and i love that i love the way she just shuts him down That's it's just it. so cool yeah. right and off yeah. she goes and in a way i quite admired that yes definitely <laughs> yeah uh, the second one uh the guy is really uh uh i don't know shifty or whatever and he's just like oh it's a celebr let's consider this a celebration of your uncle's life and Ugh. he's not up front about the price whatsoever He's just slimy, isn't uh, he? Yeah. Yeah, that guy's been in a lot of things. He's a character actor I recognize. Oh, did you? It's, yeah, I, I, I recognize him too. Yeah. But it's really sad that um, people are taken advantage of in their grief like that yeah. because, you know, I mean, they're very vulnerable at that time and, you know, you shouldn't really take advantage of them. It's a tough thing. I mean, just to be yeah. like, don't worry, you're covered by our contract. Don't you worry. And then, you know, and then he's like, a mere $20,000. Uh, <laughs> yes, and then anyone... I love that Nate laughs, laughs at that. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And it was a lot like, in some creepy grand. place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just awful. So the third funeral home is a lady named Rosemary. And Nate's just waiting for his uh, supposed wife to come out of the bathroom. And she does. In full dress. Oh, looking like like that cadaveric girl from the previous episode oh. who's about to die, right? Yeah. Oh, shocking. She manages to make a lot, herself look so ill. But you could just, you could still see that she was not bald. I don't think she sold that part very good. I saw hair sticking out around her ears. Oh, oh see. <laughs> it was very distracting to me because I was like, look, I see hair. Yeah. Good for you. Pull it off. I didn't pick that up. But I thought the way she played it, oh, you know, he's not ready to let me go. And I'm just, and it's so creepy, yeah. right? And poor Nate just flips right out. Yeah. Oh, he's not, that, for, he's not ready to I let me Nate's go. I thought Nate's reaction was incredibly truthful, not knowing, you know, not knowing what was coming. He acted as if he had just found out that yeah. Um, yeah. Brenda was going to die or something weird mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that was really uh, visceral, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, at first, I th- I kind of thought he was taking it kind of like, like oh my gosh, she is re- she is ridiculous, but like in a funny way because you know like when, especially when she coughs, <laughs> and he just kind of cracks <laughs> up right there, mm-hmm. and then finally he's just like I am done, you know. Um, yes, and keeping in mind how scared he is of dying, right? Yeah, that's just a little too close to home mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's backtrack to um we got ruth taking camping inventory with hiram and uh, hiram's prepared some decadent champagne of course uh 
<laughs> for the anniversary or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, second anniversary. Oh. And wasn't that weird how, like, Claire, like, entered the kitchen right when he was saying that it was her second anniversary, you know? It's just yeah. a little bit wrong. Just sort of tasteless, yeah. Um, you know, it's like, I just, I, I think that's one strike I have against Hiram is the fact that, you know... I'm sorry. I might have been just uh, might have been a few months ago now, but her husband died, and yeah, this is her second anniversary. It doesn't erase the fact that she was married, and you know, and that he's standing in this man's kitchen right now. Yeah, I agree with you, Robin. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit crass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Claire comes. I liked Ruth's revelation in that scene. What's that? Oh, the, the, the kids don't need her anymore? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, that was the, uh, the, the, the false alarm there. We see Claire come in with a headache, and she takes an aspirin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have an awkward moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot to mention, while they were driving uh, back and forth at the funeral homes, uh, Nate's totally disgusted, and he... He kind of he kind of think he says he thinks life would be easier if he you know basically like he had no conscience like if he was one of those you know used car salesmen like guys those sharks, and uh, uh, Brenda actually says he, he he she knows that he doesn't want his life to be easier at all so um, astute observation from that's his the aspect channel. of night that I hate yeah. because he doesn't he wants to make everything as hard as freaking possible. Mm-hmm. Well, he just wants to, I don't know, he wants to experience life, you know. He's uh he's a he's 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 big on the moments, I think. Um So, uh we have Gabe dropping off Anthony's soccer clothes and he confesses to Claire that he uh blames himself and that Anthony's father is missing and that he used to be kind of abuse, abusive to Gabe and and Gabe tells Claire that all the names that people called her, he never thought it was funny. Hmm. Uh, so oh, I thought Gabe was really sweet in that scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's starting to patch things up a little bit with Claire here. Um, so we go to the campgrounds where Ruth and Hiram are setting up camp, and she's she wants to hang all the meat, and he's just like <laughs> putting the tent down. He's like, "Will you just relax?" She's clutching that bag like like her life depends on. <laughs> yeah. See, she's so tense. That's why she oh. needs a little E. Yeah. yeah. And just... These <laughs> loosen up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I love it. There's another driving scene where Nate's pretty much yelling at Brenda, and he's like, are you going to start barking next? And they just argue no. some more, and all of a sudden she looks at him, she's like... <laughs> and she does. <calls. laughs> that was awesome. Oh, that was fun. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, so Dave, David's, uh, just got done dressing little Anthony and he's kind of sobbing to himself and, uh, he calls Kirk to hang out. So we flash to, uh, the kitchen with Claire catching David wearing her shirt. It is her shirt. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious given that we've been talking about that the other day and we find, yes, it really is her shirt. (laughs) Great. And he's oh. he's wondering where the hell his aspirin are, and he, he accuses Claire of stealing the pills, and she accuses David of stealing her shirt, and he just doesn't want to come across as an old guy geek. He says, um, "And uh, the I, the best part of that scene is uh, Claire saying to David that she likes him way much more like like this." 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, way better. I thought that was sweet of um, Claire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're back at the campgrounds, and Hiram is reminiscing, reminiscing about their first time. Oh, and this is when Ruth kept, keeps saying menstruating. <laughs> Did you? Okay, oh thank you, Wait, Jess, because that I'll, just grated on me. Yes, I was like menstruating. <laughs> People from like 1940 say menstruating. <laughs> it's oh, menstruating. Thank you, menstruating. <laughs> my big note for that scene was, I'm never going camping ever again. <laughs> I want to go camping. I'm not going camping. It's just not happening. And thank you, Ruth, for that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. The, she says that, you know, she talks about this horror story where this girl was uh, menstru- menstruating. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> menstruating. Let's get it right. Menstruating. I wrote in my notes menstruating. I'm sorry. That's a spell check. That. Not my fault. You can't say that because it sounds like you're from 1940. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she, yeah, she tells this horror story, like totally ruining the mood. Like, you know, like my oh. husband buried this poor girl that got mauled by a bear because she was <laughs> menstruating. <laughs> Oh, hopeless. She was hopeless. She was having her period. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she complains. She's having. She has a headache, and Des is sitting in front of her TV, going, "Aha!" Yeah, I knew it. I knew. I was. Just, I was like, when they were, when she was going through all the supplies, I'm like, "Where's aspirin? I know you're bringing the aspirin. Where's the aspirin?" Yeah. But it didn't show it. But then I, she pulled it out. I was like, "Aha!" I know, me too. I was totally going, ah, there we go. Ruth is going to take the E. Mm. Yes. <laughs> um, I didn't know she was going to go on Spirit Walk right uh, now. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Meanwhile, at Club Ramrod, uh, <laughs> Kurt kind of lets uh, Is that what it's really called, or did you just name no, it? No, that? that was in a previous episode. Yeah, it was Club saw, Ramrod. We saw the, okay, we saw I them, just didn't remember that. We saw a club called Club there Ramrod. There was a red neon sign. Yeah. Best name ever. Yes, it is. And I have to imagine a Club Ramrod would look like this on the inside. So I'm just yes. saying. The, yeah. um, you know, it totally makes sense that David's driving by this club in another episode. And now he's like, he's like, oh, I'm going to check it out with my hot young boyfriend, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know? And he's just uh, living that. So Kurt lets him off the hook. And uh, David's, you know, talking with him when all of a sudden across the room, Take my breath away. <laughs> there is Keith sitting there, leaning against whatever a wall or something. Uh, looking hot, looking pretty good. No, I don't yes, like Keith. Yes. There is Keith. No, you don't. But oh, yes. I don't on. really like him. I like Keith. <laughs> I think I Keith, has, is awesome. like, Keith has a good heart. He yeah. just needs to be more patient. That's all. Yeah. He's all right. He's. I don't think he's that good looking either. But then again, neither is David, so it's okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, David quickly said, talks about Keith to Kurt, and Kurt is wondering if uh, Keith is in the three ways. And uh, oh my. Yeah, Keith shows up, walks over, and he says hi. He's surprised to see David there, and, and he introduces him to Eddie, the EMT who uh, he met while saving some married couple. And uh, David makes him uh, like kind of a morbid uh, little story, like spins the story that of, of their first meeting into something horrible, basically. Uh, Total mood killer. Yeah. Total downer. Oh, 
I thought it was funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny, but it's it's so bad. So oh. yeah, let's. Are we talking about the creepy stab scene? Or no, no, but where he says that he saves the the wife dies, and isn't it something about isn't it Sarah? Oh, oh yes, yeah. it's like yeah. oh great, she gets to be alone forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's let, let's just stay at the club for a bit because we kind of cut back and forth between other things. So what else? What else happens here? We have uh, we Keith and Eddie are dancing together, and. Uh, he notices David snorting some like coke or something. I don't know what that stuff was. Oh, amyl nitrate for sure. Oh, that was well. The hell is amyl nitrate? Well, Moira, <laughs> how our colors have shown. Last our episode, druggy. I'm the big pothead. Oh, it's all, about, it's all about getting good sex later. The amyl nitrate and the gay man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll sit here. You just keep chatting. I'll see if I can find you, Robin. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Uh, you're such babies. <laughs> um, so um, Keith Keith is very pissed because you know he's a cop and he's got morals or whatever. He doesn't like the drug thing, so he leaves with Eddie. And uh, Kurt and David get a bit shirtless, and uh, yeah, the party's on. <laughs> um, and then later but on, we can Dave not dance, or is the ex sort of spazzing him out because that <laughs> dancing just looked ridiculous. Oh, the second time was better than the first part, though. The first time when he first took the E, he looked like he was having convulsions. The second time, at least he looked like he was trying to dance. Yeah. Yeah, I will. I couldn't pay any attention to anything that was going on while he was dancing because I was just like, I mean, really, who told him to dance like that? And. <laughs> What, like, what affected that sort of dancing? Because, like, no one dances like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, may I read the amyl nitrate thing? <laughs> Put it in the wow, Skype window. here we go. More fun facts okay. in the Skype More chat. Education. Fun facts for me. So, amyl nitrate. It is also used as an inhalant drug. Notice he was snorting it. Uh-huh. That induces a brief euphoric state. And when combined with other intoxicant stimulant drugs, such as cocaine or ecstasy... CMDMA, the euphoric state intensifies and is prolonged. Yeah, I... Okay, this is different than assignation. Assignation, I was like, what the fuck is that? When you said amyl nitrate, I was like, well, who's got some experience with amyl nitrate? Hmm." Listen, Listen, as a physician, I need to know the drugs of abuse in the community, okay? Doesn't Moira seem like she'd make a great fag hag to you? So, I don't know what one looks like, quite honestly. Uh, <laughs> there, there, you, she, she looks like one. Let me okay. just say, um, that's not a bad thing. They're awesome, um, but that's how she knows about the stuff. She's, she's a fag hag. I can tell you right now. Oh Lord! All right. Well, that's okay. I am too. <laughs> you know, I, I told you guys the other week. This. this podcast has as its subtle hidden agenda to educate and inform. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, Alright, so while Moira's looking up fag hag for us, um, <laughs> let's go to David... I'm right on that. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, uh, so David uh, actually catches Kurt making out with uh, Bo Duke. Um, 
and uh, <laughs> David, <laughs> David walks away, but Kurt catches up with him, and he's like, I want a three-way! Uh, I wanted one, yeah, too! Yeah. I have an observation. Jeez. What the heck is up with Kurt and his three-way thing? He, he wanted to ask just about everyone that they banged into that night yeah. about coming home and having a little Dave sandwich. Yeah. Dave sandwich. <laughs> Moira, <laughs> Moira just messaged me what the definition of pancake is. I told you not to. I was just kidding. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's just a girl who hangs out with, with gay guys. I know that. I knew what Amy my trait was. I oh, did. Now he says that. He's covering. <laughs> that's because he does it all the time, no, Moira. Right. Yeah, that's be right like who knows but hey we were saying what do we really know about robin <laughs> we know that i'm his fag hack <laughs> yeah there you go yeah breezes beer yeah <laughs> and this whole baby he's having it's all the big cover. all the big cover yes yep <laughs> my name is tom cruise um, <laughs> so kurt kurt accuses david of being too serious and uh David's just, you know, doesn't just not into it, so he leaves. So let's go back to the woods with Ruth. <laughs> let's. Uh, okay, let's. Ruth awakes, very thirsty. Very Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes on a little magical journey. I love how this is all lit. You know, this whole forest is lit with this blue light. You know, it's mm-hmm. so, so. it's her spirit walk. She even had a spirit guide. Yeah. <laughs> A bear, a person in a bear costume, actually. With kind of a watchy sort of sundial thing. What was that thing? That was, it was a clock. Okay. Get a clock. <laughs> and, and a, Did and anyone a flash that supernatural episode? The what? <laughs> when the bear popped out, I mean, I remembered this was coming because the, thankfully these are two episodes I remember, but right. when the bear popped out, that I didn't remember. And my first thought was, oh God, I hope he doesn't have a gun like that one on Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so Ruth follows the bear, like, uh, Alice in Wonderland. He's like the white rabbit. And, uh, she, f- apparently she wasn't menstruating. <laughs> Evidently not. <laughs> she follows. My bear probably would have had a gun then. <laughs> that's right. She'd have been history. She follows the bear to a hearse that's sitting alone uh, in the woods, and out from under it comes the great Nate Senior, who <laughs> is also Team Nikolai. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, yes. Way to go, Nate. Must have made your day, Robin, to see Nate Senior again. I love that guy. Richard Jenkins <laughs> is awesome. Um, so he's like, two guys aren't enough for you, you slut." And uh, she kind of. But, but wait, wait, but no, not in a mean way. In a in a nice way. Yeah, a... yeah, yeah. He's very affectionate, loving way. Yeah. yeah. And she gets serious. She's apologizing to him about, you know, about being with Hiram while he was alive. And he confesses. He's like, I was, I was gone a long time before I died. And uh, Yeah, he lets her off the hook, yeah. right? Yeah. And then he says he has his money on the florist. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. Ruth asks, what happened to us? And, and Nathaniel says that life happened to us. And I buried a lot of people. We grew old. And Ruth says that, you know, we were children and those children disappeared. And 
uh, Nate Senior opens up the car hood, and in in the where the engine is is a bunch of vines, and he says he can't get this thing started and she sees she's like i see the problem and she's clearing the vines out of the way and she sees the gravestone that she shares with um nathaniel senior and he says there's no tears and um she says i miss what we had and so nathaniel says so find it again and they have some a nice moment of kissing um and I am in tears. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just wanted to say he used the word "stall," which um, or "stalder," which I thought you know really made sense to what ha- what had happened to Ruth. She really did sort of like her life just stalled after. Um, oh, interesting. Nate yeah. Nathaniel Senior died. So the hearse kind of represents life. Maybe I-, I was wondering what you guys kind of thought of that. Feel free to. <laughs> I was kind of I kind of watched that dream sequence and I was just like wow it's like Ruth just kind of figuring out what's going on with herself um, but yeah I was just hoping that when I took E I would have a trip like David and not like Ruth <laughs> <laughs> you can have both in the same night um, huh. there's the voice of says the expert <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know anything um <laughs> Ruth wakes up to find a leaf in her hair, and she's completely buck naked. Hiram is in a great mood. <laughs> and uh, when she realizes, as well, he should be, because <laughs> he just had a Ruth who was spectacular. Yeah, and yeah, I bet she wasn't so repressed then. No. Huh? And when Ruth f- figures out what happened, she starts laughing hysterically. Um. <laughs> So we're at Anthony's wake, and uh, you know David kind of admits that he failed the first time he took his test to Nate, and uh, he says he kind of fucks up more than Nate thinks, um, which which is kind of sad as well. Um, Claire's meanwhile talking to Gabe when Anthony's dad shows up and starts to beat the hell out of Gabe. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dick. Dick. Pretty much. Anthony's dad, or his stepdad, I guess, is a jerk. Yeah. Nate, Nate pulls him back, and um, the father, right there in front of everybody, blames Gabe for what happened to Anthony. How is it Gabe's fault? It's the mother's fault. Mm. <laughs> oh. uh, Claire speaks up and asks him where the fuck he's been for the last two years. And uh, Nate ends up dragging the father into the other room. And the father actually admits that the gun was actually his. He left it with his wife for protection because he had to go looking for work. There you go. His fault, too. (laughs) So um, it it looks like Nate's not having it. He's had a a pretty shitty day looking at talking to (sighs) different funeral directors. And his bit of darkness kind of comes out at this guy. Yeah. and he says that everybody dies. And he says, your chance to be in that boy's life is over. Did you use the time well or did you piss it away? Um, and he says that everyone's life is a ticking clock. So that was a... I, Go ahead. I thought that was... Um, oh, I thought that was um, like Nate finally understanding what Brenda was uh, trying to tell him with all those 
fun little funeral stops that day. Mm-hmm. He sort of, he understood. He finally got what Brenda was doing with all that. He wasn't, she wasn't just trying to, you know, fuck with his head. Yeah. She actually was trying to point something out to him. And in that moment when he confronted the elder Finelli guy, he sort of, he got it. He understood that, oh, okay, that's that's the point of our fun little adventure mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Oh, man. It was such a good a good, good little uh, uh, speech by Peter Krause. Um, <laughs> so uh, Ruth tells David how wonderful her camping trip was. <laughs> and she says uh, she had one headache, but she took aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> and it went away right away. Mm-hmm. Oh. Claire comes down. She's kind of sad. I love the little smirk. Yeah. <laughs> And the first thing I noticed was Claire took two water bottles out of the fridge, and nobody else noticed. Yeah. And I knew exactly why. Because you are two steps ahead of the show. I, I don't know why, but this episode, I just saw everything coming a mile away. <laughs> what happens next time? No, 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 don't tell me. <laughs> I can actually probably tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Claire is uh, sad for Gabe and she actually admits to um, David and Ruth that he was the foot guy and um, <laughs> and then we just have a little quick scene of uh, Gabe crying in Claire's room in, in, in her arms and scene so yeah and I'm thinking Claire don't go there mm-hmm. he might be vulnerable now but he's Damaged goods. Mm. Mm. Who isn't? Yeah, that's true. So I love Dave's little "Oh my God" when Claire um tells him that Gabe's the foot guy. <laughs> like Ruth is just standing there all silent, and this tiny little "Oh my God" pops out of Dave's mouth, and I was just like, ah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just knowing that. You know, the last time she had some sort of fooling around with him, she ended up stealing a foot out <laughs> and, like, doing some pretty, pretty crazy stuff. And, you know, just to know, oh, well, she's, she's taking up with him again. You know, great. Yeah, what's she going to steal this time? A whole body? <laughs> <laughs> if it goes bad, Des, we could be in for it. <laughs> so if anybody, nobody else has anything else to say, we can go on to Fisher of the Week. And we're there already. Look at this. (laughs) (laughs) So as usual, we have to hand it off to the guest first. Missy, what is your Fisher of the Week? Yeah, usual doesn't work this time. I didn't actually pick one. Uh, All right, you're on the spot. uh, You know what? Um, Yeah, on the spot, I'd have to say... You know what? I'm a Claire fan. I just, I can't sort of move away from anything, you know, Claire. So Claire, because, you know, she sort of, she has that moment when she first sees Gabe mm-hmm. where she's all like, no, this isn't good. He can't be here. But then at the very end, she's sort of comforting. And I kind of, I love how that sort of worked through the episode. Yeah, she she puts everything aside to be a good friend to somebody that was just horrible to her, and in a time when nobody else was being a good friend to him, that definitely understand why Claire would be your pick. Uh, Desiree, uh, yes, um, I actually picked Claire also for the same reason because she 
um, put aside everything that happened to her before just to be there for Gabe. Nice. And it was really sweet. She is a sweetheart. Uh, Moira, are we kindred redheads today? <laughs> I'm going with the other redhead. Going with the other one. I'm, I'm picking Ruth this week. Okay. Um, for her ecstasy-induced spectacular sex. <laughs> it's it's what is the highlight of her sexual experiences in her whole life. <laughs> sounds like a reason I would pick someone. <laughs> it does. And, and I think she um, had a moment of truth, really, when she uh, was facing her own inner demons about her marriage and about what happened. And mm-hmm. I thought it was a neat piece of growth for her. So, mm-hmm. that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was about to, uh, 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 make you guys laugh by picking Nate senior again, but I will definitely pick, <laughs> I will definitely pick Ruth because, um, I really loved that, that scene in the woods and, um, you know, how she's completely uptight, uptight the entire time. And then, you know, after she takes the ecstasy, she's has this nice little little vision quest or what have you, you know. And mm-hmm. it's it's one thing to watch that scene between her and Nate Senior and go like, "Wow, that's good," you know. Um, you know, she's able to say, "I'm sorry," and he's able to give her some advice. But it's quite another when you rewatch it and you just think to yourself, "This is all in her head," or if you just watch it for the first time and be, be thinking, "This is all in her head. This is her inner monologue." Um, it's, it's really cool. I loved it. Mm-hmm. So that's it for Fisher of the week, which means no drinking because although we all chose redheads, they were not, <laughs> they were not the same redheads. Aww. So no beverages and no listener <laughs> eulogies either. I, uh, I, I, well, I don't know. Do we, do we have anything even in the Facebook? Is, was there anything besides, uh, us talking back and forth? There was a lot of Nikolai fandom. There was a lot of Nikolai fandom. Right. I think we had a lot of people on board with us in terms of the Nikolai Love Club. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm definitely on the Nikolai bandwagon. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Well, we did. Well, we did. You know, we should mention we got um, quite an interesting sketch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, in terms of a previous episode, looking at sexual positions, and we had. Quite a lovely little sketch given well, to us. Now, who said that? I'm trying to find it. Uh, Miss, Missy did. Missy did. <laughs> and I thought, you know, for a cute little pen and ink, you know, what do you call those, stick man drawing, it's not bad. <laughs> I demonstrate what that position I did it be. super quick after I watched the episode. I, like, I finished the episode and I had my computer on and I'm like, oh, this this just can't be not done. So I'm like, okay. I did the best I could. I mean, I was going to put... Um, <laughs> Uh, Billy in the doorway, but then I was like, (laughs) Billy in the doorway with the camera. Uh. (laughs) Yes, there was positive feedback about that sketch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's get on to our last rights. What are our final thoughts of this episode? Our ratings, Uh, Missy? Do you do you think you might have a rating scale for us today? Um, I didn't even do that either. Hmm. Oh my god, I'm a bad guest. Oh man! Uh, Listen. <laughs> Missy, you're um, banished. <laughs> okay, you have a week before the next episode. Yeah. Get your act Prepare. together. Prepare. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, um, alright. Um, oh, um, 
Okay, it it's not the best episode, but it is one of my favorites from the entire series. Right. So, like, four out of five stupid mothers who leave guns wrapped in a towel under their bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we do out of ten, so maybe is that like so we'll, eight? Well, eight? an eight, then. Oh, okay, nine. Oh, nine. Nine. Nice. Oh. But four out of five nice. translates to nine out of ten. <laughs> Positive? Oh, jeez, here we go, math elite. What's the math? Or a math elt. A math elt. <laughs> That's how you spelled it. I know, I'm an idiot. Oh. Oh, okay, it's, no, it's nine out of ten. Okay. Nine out of ten idiotic mothers. <laughs> okay, uh, Moira. Oh, I, I quite enjoyed this episode. I think just for the vision quest of Ruth alone, that made it for me, and the... Uh, the exciting drug paraphernalia. <laughs> um, I would give it nine out of ten little tiny tablets of ecstasy hiding in aspirin bottles. Mm. <laughs> uh, Des? Um, I like the episode also. I'm going to give it uh, eight out of ten sexy beefcakes. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to give it uh, a 7 out of 10 shrunken testicles. Um, <laughs> this is, I, I think the, 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 the highlight of this episode is definitely Ruth's little spirit walk. But besides that, um, uh, yeah, you know, it, it was all right. It was all right. I, I like it. It's just, uh, you know, it was depressing at points. And, but it was, it like, okay. See, I'm watching everything with the series, the whole series in the rear view. So, <laughs> you, know, you have a different uh, uh, lens through yeah. which you were. Yeah, I'm constantly going. Wasn't this crazy? Oh, can't talk about that yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I mean, are we going to just say every week, "Let's bury this bitch"? Because that was pretty funny yeah. last week. Yeah, it's not as funny when you set it up like that. Oh. No, you've just messed it up now, Robin. Yeah, Robin. Gosh. Oh. But I, I think that we should keep that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. Now we can't. Um. Fine. We can be very demure, and we'll just say, "Let's bury this episode." Okay. Let's, okay. let's bury this fucker. <laughs> I don't do demure. Wait, do I have to join in in this little part? No. No, Des is supposed to, to lead us yeah, off. Yeah, we just but... wait for oh, Des. Yeah. Wait I'm for sorry. Des. No? Okay. I can see her <laughs> making her way down the outline. That's pretty funny. Yeah, she's got her hand tracing the lines. <laughs> <laughs> Visit us at fishercast.blogspot.com. Leave a voicemail at 1541-2-EMBALM. That's 541-236-2256. And visit us on Facebook. Yeah. Or you can email us at fishercast1 at gmail.com. We would love to hear what you think about upcoming episodes. All right, Missy, you want to give us a little uh, uh, clue on where we could find you on the web if anybody wants to seek you out? You know, to stalk you or whatever. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. um, I'm on Facebook. Nice. And Twitter. Cool. Um, I do have a blog, but it has nothing to do with any of this. It's just random little adventures. Okay. <laughs> can take a look at some pictures I've taken if you want. <laughs> um, all right, well, Des. Where can we find you on the web? 
Hmm, you can find me here and what's on with Steph and Dez and Nonsense Cast and maybe more upcoming stuff. <laughs> oh, you sound so excited by your own life, Desiree. Oh, I am. <laughs> well, you can find Moira taking Emil Nitrate and chasing big teddy bears through the Canadian wilderness in her nightgown. And uh, you can find me on uh, Media Junkyard. You can find me here. You can find me on Movie Snobbery. You can possibly find me on Redemption Cast in the future. Uh, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> let's see. What else? Oh, yeah. I'm uh, I'm uh, at L. Robinero on the Twitter. And uh, Moira Brown is at Moira Brown. She has no voice here. Thank you, Robin. <laughs> That's Brown with an E. Thank you, Robin. <laughs> I am more than just a color. <laughs> That's it for FisherCast this week. Next week, your homework is the new person. Woohoo! Uh, yay! Yay! Uh, as for as for life is too short, we uh, we therefore. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm waiting for Des to just run run ahead. Of me. I know. I'm getting nervous oh, about how. <laughs> <laughs> as for life's too short, we therefore commit this episode to the ground. Ashes to ashes. Ashes to ashes. Dust, dust to dust. dust. Oh, See, it was good. <laughs> no, no, that was an entire, you know, section beyond past where we were. Bye, everybody. You're doing it in a round, Des. Bye. It's not a round. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, God. Oh, when we met. What you had in store was ever only me. Sure, you know you took me by surprise. When I turned and looked, I saw that message in your eyes. There you were, out there on the floor. The way you moved, girl, only made me want you more. I did not know you had been hypnotized. To the movement of your body dancing in my eyes I know I had to hold you and make you mine Don't want to control you Just have a good time in ecstasy When you lay down next to me Oh, no, no, ecstasy, yeah When you lay down next to me I find it hard for me to concentrate If I don't make my move down, it might be too late I've got to make sure you don't get away After all you done, girl, to make me want to stay All my life I've been searching for a star Now my searching's over, and here we are, living in Ecstasy, yeah. When you lay down next to me, yeah. We're in ecstasy. When you lay down next to me.
drinking wine Don't want to control it Just have a good time living in ecstasy Well, when you lay down next to me When you are here with me 